Why should I avoid micromanaging? How can I empower my team to perform better? How can I balance overseeing my team with giving them freedom? Say a new position has joined your team to help you out. It seems great. They'll take over some of your tasks, freeing you up for bigger responsibilities. But some of these tasks are things you've been doing for a long time, so it just seems faster to do the jobs yourself and let them learn by watching you. Over time, though, your new team member doesn't really seem to be learning enough, and you're busier than ever. It's the worst of all worlds. You're left asking yourself if you choose a good way to teach. But how do people learn best? Tightly overseeing every decision and action your employees make is known as micromanaging, and it can have big consequences. Without the opportunity to find their own solutions to problems, people might just rely on methods that don't really work for them. This can mean that they'll either fail or need your help every step of the way. But when team members are given freedom, they can figure out how to get things done in the way that's best for them. And when they succeed, their satisfaction can help them feel more involved and be more productive over time. Giving employees freedom doesn't mean you can just take midnight naps while your workers run the show. There are things that you can do to help everyone succeed. Aside from not micromanaging, effective managers generally define and oversee goals for each member of their team and for the team as a whole. After all, if you're leading people, it's important to know where you're going. Another effective practice is ensuring that the more freedom you give people on a project, the more available you are for advice. Letting employees ask for your input can help get rid of constant check-ins and build trust. Lastly, effective managers support their teams within the rest of the organization. If your team succeeds, it's your job to tell other people in the company. If they need help from another team, do your best to get them the right resources. Tip, a mantra you can use to help you focus on your team's success is that your team doesn't work for you. You work for your team. Now, just as you need to trust the people working for you, they need to trust you too. So let's see how to build that trust. It can take time to develop trust with your team, but a great way to start is to focus on communicating clearly and openly with them. Let's say a new project has come up. Once you've figured out a clear goal for the work, have a meeting with your team where you can introduce the project and get their ideas and insights on how to make it go well. Delegate specific tasks to team members to help them feel valued and let team members who have performed well lead the project. This can give them the chance to shine and take some work off your plate. When delegating tasks to people, try to maximize their strengths, but look for assignments that will push your team members to grow too. This can help them feel valued and prepare them to take on more responsibilities over time. Even as you let your team take authority over their own work, don't just let people roam free without any oversight at all. Schedule some check-ins to help the team stay focused and be available for advice throughout the project. Finding the middle ground between micromanaging and giving too much freedom can be tough, so consider the abilities of the people who work for you. Sit and talk with each team member to learn how much support they need. You can prepare for these talks by asking yourself a few things about the people you manage. The questions fall into three categories. Assess, adapt, and collaborate. When you assess, you're looking to figure out what an individual can do. What abilities have they demonstrated in the past? 
What motivates them? What are they particularly good at? The adapt questions, meanwhile, can make you consider the management style that will appeal to each individual. Is the person generally proactive or do they procrastinate so much that more oversight might help them? And since the majority of projects require people to collaborate, ask yourself what support a person will need to complete their task. How much of it will they need? Will it come from you or other team members? Let the answers to these questions inform how much you can delegate to each person on your team. But remember to stay flexible. As you develop a management style, working for your team means giving them what they need to succeed. Once you sit down with someone you're hoping to delegate work to, you'll want to make sure you're having a true two-way conversation. Their input matters too. Tell the employee what exact tasks you're hoping they will accomplish. Let them know exactly what success looks like. Explain to them why you think they're right for the work and what resources you'll provide to help them get the job done. Help them understand your expectations and their role within the larger team, too. This can help them feel like they don't have to be responsible for everything. That way, they can focus on work that's truly important to the group's success. As you lay everything out, ask if they have questions or suggestions. Be patient and empathetic if they have concerns or don't understand everything right away. Clarity at the start of a project can mean fewer mistakes midway through. Show your employee they're not completely on their own by setting up some periodic reviews. It's also great to let them know that you're available for advice, but make sure they know they have the freedom to find their own solutions. Do this now. Knowing a lot about your project and your team can make it easier to avoid micromanaging. Let's imagine a project you're working on and see if you have the info you need to delegate some work. If you're participating in this course, go to the next section to assess your self-assessment. Key takeaways. One, to avoid micromanaging, balance giving your employees freedom with being able to answer their questions. Two, clear and open communication with your team can help ensure that you assign the tasks that will allow them to succeed and grow simultaneously. Three, Considering the unique needs of each individual on your team can allow you to find a management style that works best for them. Hi, I'm Domingo. Your support is the power behind everything you hear on our podcast. From brand building to digital metrics, keep this independent podcast strong by donating to our Patreon page in the podcast description. Thank you.